to you learn something new every day. I am Joan Boyko, coordinator of communications and community outreach for the Palm Springs Unified School District. We are proud to present a new podcast each week that focuses on the people, programs, projects, and activities here in the district. This show, of course, is produced by my dynamic duo of student interns here in the Digital Arts Technology Academy, also known as DATA, at Cathedral City High School under the direction of Mr. Bryce Johnson. Our interns are Brianna Meza and Emily Martin. And today on the show, I'm so excited. I'm very pleased to welcome back, of course, my monthly co-host, Palm Springs Unified's Coordinator of Visual and Performing Arts, Barbara Anglin. Welcome back, my friend. Thank you, Joan, for having me. It's always a pleasure. I always have a blast. Yes, me too. And I could not be more excited to be reunited with Yay. another one of my really good friends, a blast from our past, and a blast <laughs> from our past, but also a very big part of our present and future, because uh, Riverside County Office of Education's Visual and Performing Arts Administrator, Louisa Higgins, is with us. And I'll, I'll, Barbara, I won't steal your thunder because, you know, I always allow you to um, talk about our guests. So I'll allow you to talk about Louisa, but I'll just start it out by saying that Louisa used to be in your spot. And so she was my monthly co-host for this show. And though I do miss it, I have to say, Louisa, Barbara has done a fabulous job of trying to fill your shoes. And I think she's, I think she's, I agree. I think she she's done, pretty you much are in great hands. She has done a spectacular job. Yeah, so Barbara, uh, how are you? And taking over, yeah, she's amazing. Thank you. I, you know what, Joan, I say those exact words that I try to fill Luisa's beautiful pumps every time. <laughs> she was a trailblazer when our district was, when other districts were, you know, closing down arts programs, our district opened them up and Louisa, you know, went from a teacher on special assignment to a coordinator of visual and performing arts and just blazed the trail. And I'm just, you know, trying to not get burned in the fire she left behind. It's well, I'll tell you what, I've said this before. We've had, you know, this is my Dr. Sweezy, who's doing a great job. He is my seventh, I think he's my seventh superintendent. Wow. And they've all, they've all brought something to the table and some of them have brought more to the table than others. But I have to say that I think Lori McCune's biggest contribution and uh, forward thinking was hiring Louisa into the um, arts coordinator position for the district. Like you said, Barbara, while every district pretty much, because it was in like what, 2008-ish? Lean times, yeah. When everybody was, was like cutting, mm -hmm. yeah, cutting the arts programs all over because everybody thinks when you have to cut the budget, that's where you should start. That's what you go, yeah. Wrong, wrong, wrong. And Lori McEwen saw it differently. She goes, oh no, okay, we're gonna give her a budget of about 10 cents on the dollar because we don't have any money, but <laughs> we're gonna take the money we do have and we're gonna, um, be more robust in right. our arts offerings. And, well, and that's you know, what happened. Fast forward 15 years, I'm really proud of Palm Springs because uh, we were the first. I mean, nobody else was doing that back then. And then subsequently, we were the model for other districts, um, you know, like Murrieta. And I want to say um, Moreno Valley also came out and looked at our programs. And now 
I work with those very talented uh, coordinators. So it was, it was a brave move and I'm sure she knew what she was doing and that it would pay dividends down the road. And it is really interesting during this current time, you know, we were so fortunate that Barbara um, took over pre-pandemic and had just enough time to get up and running and then be able to very ably as a, as a long-term administrator, she has been doing this a long time, make the change and make it go. Because what we didn't see at the beginning of the pandemic was just how much social and emotional learning through the arts would be critical, that we are all still continuing to experience a trauma and that the hopes give the arts give us hope and make us resilient. So yeah, I mean, and, and you know, 15 years ago, we didn't know any of that, but here we are today. So it was, it was a great move on the part of Dr. McCune. And I would say every superintendent since Chris Anderson, uh, Sandy, why am I blanking her name? Lion Sandy. and, and Mike Sweezy, who was my former boss, all embraced the arts, all saw the value. And so I think that leadership piece is really critical. And our um, board of education. Yes, I was just going to say, yeah. the superintendents do tend to come and go after four or five years, but the school board is the one who truly is making the funding choices and making a safe place for the arts to exist. So board leadership is incredible. It has been incredible um, throughout all those years in Palm Springs, as well as um, the top position. So I'm grateful for that because now working at a county level, I see how that has allowed other programs to flourish. And in fact, Hemet just is in the process of hiring uh, a new um, teacher on special assignment for the arts. So we continue to grow and it all started here. So we can, we can be pleased with that. That's so awesome. Just, I just, just like wanted to go ahead. Paul. Oh, sorry. Uh, just like you started the position here in Palm Springs, the um, administrator of the arts at Riverside County, that was a new position, right? And you were the very yes. first to have it. Yeah. It, oh, that's true. Yeah, they didn't exist. And uh, Dr. Judy White, who was the county superintendent at that time, same kind of thing. She's like, I think we need to have this in Riverside County. Of course, we're a big county. We're the fourth largest in California, 10th largest in the nation. So, um, you know, I dearly loved working in Palm Springs. And really, the lure was that there was 430,000 kids in Riverside County. So if we can successfully model it in Palm Springs, then what could that look like at a county level? So that's that was the reason for me to go is because of that challenge. Is you know, I, I'll just add you guys, and you, you, you both know this long time um, affiliation with Palm Springs Unified, Barbara as a student. Louisa, you didn't, you weren't a student here. I was a student. You too. were a student too. I, I All right, I know you worked for us for a really long time, but um, you, you went to school here too. I did. All right. Okay, so you guys know that this district uh, we're trailblazers and we we're not afraid to take risks and there have been things over the years that we've tried that haven't worked and you just wipe yourself off and you move forward and you say oh well that was a flop and we'll just leave that on the side and never bring it up again and that's <laughs> happened yeah but, sure. by, but by and large what happens is like your position um we serve as a model for the county, the state, and sometimes the nation, and they see what we're doing and right. we and pick up on it. And we we're the, you know, the the like I said, the trailblazers. So very proud of that. I know you guys are too. And Louisa, you brought up a little while ago about social emotional learning. Mm -hmm. 
and the importance and support and the importance of that, especially now as we're still muddling through this darn pandemic. Thankfully, things are getting better again. And I hope that this time we don't have yet another variant that comes through and cripples us again. But well, right. I should not use that word, however, because we have just become pivoters. And that's, <laughs> that's what it is. We've managed to stay open. Right. We managed not to have any, if you read our neighbors down valley, way, way down valley, not the middle district, the other one, um, they were having to combine classes like in an auditorium because mm. of the staff That's shortage. And I'm tough. not being critical. It's just something they had to do. And thankfully, we were prepared and we did not have to do that at all. Okay, you know, there mm -hmm. were teachers that worked through their prep periods and we pulled subs from wherever we could. We had administrators go into the classroom when they had to, but we managed to just keep going and mm -hmm. we have no intention of shutting down again unless you know somebody tells us comes with a hammer and says you have to we're not doing that so having said that the social emotional learning piece for our kids is especially important more now than ever however i think a lot of us forget about the adults that are trying to serve these babies, right? I mean, mm -hmm. and, and right. specifically all of us, okay? Parents and, and community members and business people, everybody needs that kind of support. But yes. I think that teachers and counselors and those people on the front lines of spending so much time with kids, many of whom are really broken, mm -hmm. they need it more, they, they need an outlet. Mm -hmm. And Louisa, you did it again. You saw that. And I know, Barbara, you probably felt the same way that I did when I got the flyers, when we got the flyers from you. Like, I started really, like, welling up with emotion because I was like, oh, my God, this is so important. And there's, you know, and, and I think that educators, we forget about taking care of ourselves. Like, we're so mm -hmm. focused on you know, what our life's work is, which is caring for the kids, that we, we tend to put our own needs on the back burner and that's no good for anybody. So Louisa, tell us about Creative Play for Teachers. Well, <clears throat> thank you for that opportunity. Uh, it's interesting because one of the things that the county did was starting in September, started sending administrators out <clears throat> to substitute teach. So September through December and for me, I had been out of the classroom for 15 years. So that's a, like a wild um, uh, new frontier to go back into the classroom uh, after that much time away. And in being at schools and seeing, you know, I'd walk into schools where the principal was subbing and they'd have eight substitute teachers or I'd have half the class there. And I, I saw how um, teachers were feeling and, and I saw a lot of fragility in people who felt overwhelmed and were, just um, doing all they could do and just kind of, but kind of at the end of the rope. And I remember thinking, what, what can I do? Uh, what do I, you know, what do I have to offer? And so I talked to uh, several of my friends um, that are artists and I said, well, what if we put together <clears throat> some classes where we donate our time 
to teach it and just uh, ask for donations for the materials that we're using that day. What do you think? And um, in true form, I always say artists and teachers are a lot alike in terms of their generosity and their giving spirit. And I, I love teaching teachers because they're so fun. And so they just get into it and they just go. So everybody said yes. So there was five other artists uh, that said yes. And so we created a series of one class uh, per month and Riverside County Library System, which is one of my partners um, for the Teen Poet Laureate event, uh, said that they would allow us to use their community rooms in various locations. So we kicked off in uh, January at um, Palm Desert Library. We did lino cut printing. And, you know, we were all a little nervous because this was kind of during the Omicron surge, but everybody was masked and the tables were six feet apart. And we just had a blast. It, you know, I, I brought in refreshment, you know, cookies and lemonade and we put the music on and we had a good time and, you know, two hours of music and letting your hair down and networking and making art and, you know, art is for everybody and it feels good to make things. And it, it wasn't to a purpose. It wasn't for anything other than enjoyment and fellowship. So um, we were, and I was really tired the night before because I had subbed in Blythe that day. And I remember thinking, whose idea was this anyway, you know, when I got up early and then I had a ball and it was really lovely. Um, and then the February class is um, collage. And then March, we have watercolor painting. And I, I forget the order, but we also have mosaic and acrylic pour. And I will say, um, when I went looking for classes that revealed, there you go, you have it. La I'm you know, prepared. They're pretty, they're pretty expensive. And my thing was, I didn't want to, you know, it's that equity and access piece that we're always thinking about in education. I wanted teachers to be able to access classes and not have them be prohibitively expensive. Um, and so, yeah, so far so good. I hope that as word gets out, we'll have even more. We can take up to 25 teachers uh, per session, but it really is a labor of love um, on the part of the artist for the teacher. And I'll just add, it's not just uh, Palm Springs Unified teachers, though at the first session, of course, we led the pack. Even <laughs> though it was at the Palm Desert Library, we had, uh, we had the most, because I, I asked Louisa the question when she sent me the pictures, like, yeah. um, so did we do we dominate as usual? She said, you know, it's good that you're not competitive, Jim. No, <laughs> not at all. Anyway, but what I was going to say is this is open to all educators. Yes, and I, I would actually add, I would add to that anyone who works at a school. Right, so, I was going to add that. When I say right. educators, I right. mean more broadly. If you are in the kitchen, if you are a janitor, if you are uh, uh, front desk, anything. If you're, And honestly, if I believed what Louise had said a few moments ago about art is for everyone, I would come myself. It but is. I challenge you, Joan. Everyone was successful. I was the, probably the least successful because I was distracted with the refreshments <laughs> and this and that. So I really wasn't paying attention uh, when they were giving the instructions. Okay, I'm sitting here with two <laughs> artists uh -uh. who are well, Barbara, maybe you're not as versatile as uh, Louise. Joan, I challenge you, you to come are, on down. I promise you. I know you're a dancer. Okay. Louisa kind of has, she's the Jill of all trades over here. But um, I've told this story before, and I, those who are regular listeners have already heard it, but I'll just touch on it one more time about when you did the... Um, you know, the icebreaker and said, everybody can draw and we're all going to draw somebody we don't know. And poor, she's not with the district anymore, but the poor assistant principal that I met that day, um, 
she drew me pretty well. Like I have that sitting in my house somewhere like out that people can see it. And when it came to my drawing, she said, oh, that's very nice. Do you think you could give me a nose? And uh, that's my, <laughs> that's how, you know, me and art don't really, when we're talking about um, uh, what kind of art is this? Fine art. Fine art, thank you. Uh, because we're all artists. I do believe that, Louisa. Like I write, and so that's an yes, art. Yes, I do. Um, but not this kind. Anyway, um, <laughs> if you are interested, if you are one of the educators here in the Coachella Valley, email easyarts, the number four, everyone, at gmail.com. And um, I also, I posted the flyer once. I promise you I will keep posting them because I'm such a, a fan and um, supportive of this effort because it's fabulous. Louise. Thank you, Joan. I appreciate that. Very, very cool. And the next one is March 26th from 10 to noon at the Desert Hot Springs Library. And, oh, look who I'm the teaching. presenter is for that one. Yeah, it's I'm teaching. Yours truly over here, Louisa. O'Keefe watercolors. Very cool. And I was very happy to see um, Nettie Roberts on the docket. I miss her. She's a retired Palm Springs She's teacher. Fantastic. And mm -hmm. actually, is she was she not a math teacher? She yes. was. Yeah. Now that to me is very interesting. Like that it kind of proves your theory, Louisa, that we're all artists. Because uh, to me, you're either a math person or you're an artistic person and yeah. they don't go together. Yeah, and exactly. I think, I think you're both left brain and right brain. Like, you know, I, I think I'm an artist, but I'm also a manager. I have to have a budget and I have to bring things on time. And so I, I think nobody really is all one thing or the other. And there's lots of examples in history of universal geniuses who are very strong across the board. So that idea that you, you can only be one or the other is wrong. And I, I actually like to use the word creative, like I'm a creative rather than an artist, because that means I can be creative in multiple areas of my life. And I think you can be a scientist and be creative. You can be a principal and creative. It's how you approach problems and how you solve things and how you have divergent thinking. So uh, you're, you're certainly right again. And <laughs> I think Nettie I remember her as a, she made jewelry, didn't yeah. she? she? Makes beautiful and, jewelry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and this, so she's an artist of several genres, I guess, because, or media, however you put it, because mm -hmm. she's doing acrylic pour painting, P-O-U-R, mm -hmm. at and the she, Palm Desert Library on uh, May 14th. Yeah, and so, that's not to be missed. That's a very expensive class if you were to take that privately. Um, I, I, I pulled a few things and sent it to the, artist to her and to, to Nedra who's doing mosaic and those classes can be 50 to $100 easily. So that's not to be missed. I'm excited. I've never done acrylic pour. I want to try that. So, you know, and that's talk about the Joan, if you're going to pick a class, come to that one. You're pouring paint down. You don't have to draw. You just pour. So you mean, wait, I can be like Hunter Biden and blow through a straw and it can be something beautiful. Okay. I'm not familiar with that reference, but yes. <laughs> Well, look it up because it's okay. crazy how much he's getting, he's getting, politics aside, it's amazing how much he's getting paid for literally doing that. He's blowing paint through a, I don't think he has any training or anything. He, goes, mm -hmm. he blows paint through a tube. And I know that's a thing, but right. he's getting 
hundreds of thousands of dollars. Interesting. I'll, I'll look it up. All right. That's a digression. I'm going to quit there. Okay. Um, I don't want to run out of time, Louisa, before we talk about um, the, you just wrapped up the uh, countywide music competition yes. and we have the fine arts spectacular coming up. So tell us about that. Right. So uh, as far as countywide arts platforms, we had the Teen Poet Laureate that was in the fall, that was in November. And then in February, we have both the instrumental and vocal festivals. So this year, and that's what we have in the stead of Honor Band or Honor Choir. Uh, it's a virtual event. So where students were able to upload um, solo performances and choir and band directors could upload ensemble performances. So that's how we kept the fire alive for music because you know the pandemic was ex exceptionally difficult for music because of the, you know, the blowing on instruments or singing and, and, and anyway, so it really had a big impact for them. So I'm going to interrupt you for a second, because you know, as you get older, the minds are the first thing to go and this just popped into my head and it's kind of a really cool segue. So you um, did, and I was going to talk about this a little later, but let's talk about it now and then you can, you can end with the fine arts spectacular. Okay. So, um, I, we mentioned this before we went on the air that we've all become pivoters. And I really think Barbara, you'll agree with me that Louisa was probably the queen of the pivoters because she came out of, that's a good, I'm going to coin that. I like it. Um, that, <laughs> it's, it's, style. It's, it's like a week after the pandemic hit and the school shut down, Louisa had a countywide program yeah. to engage kids and give prizes and there was a lot of participation and of course not to toot our own horns but i'm going to palm springs unified kids won in almost every time there was one of those and you did several six it, it was six weeks yeah, yeah. and so there was different yeah. competition every week so my point on bringing this up is that do you remember vasti vasti yes. yes um what's of her last name oh Andra andrade Yes. Yeah, so do you know that she just recently, a um, couple weeks ago, maybe a month now, she actually uh, led an on um, a, a virtual fundraiser that was led by the local chapter of the LA Phil Philharmonic. <laughs> and the money from that, you know, people paid to listen to her play. Mm -hmm. And um, I think we raised $4,000 for the foundation for, for our That's arts amazing. programs. <laughs> this kid's a pretty amazing. She is. And she, she will get a music scholarship for sure. sure. And she won the music competition. During the Arconnects, yeah, the music performance. And she was kind of interesting because she found out about it and she did her own thing and uplifted uploaded a, a video and, and made a video that was really compelling to go through oh, music and uh, just kind of did her own thing on that. And um, it was just so distinctive and so memorable and it took on a life of its own. So it is interesting because talent exists everywhere and just needs opportunities to flourish and thrive. And so this was an example where she connected with an opportunity that popped up and it has continued to pay dividends, so to speak. It just really put her on everyone's radar and I predict big things for her. And tell us about the Fine Arts Spectacular. So the Fine Arts Spectacular is Riverside County Office of Education's annual art show. 
<clears throat> and it started out virtually last year, uh, inviting middle and high school students to submit. And this year, it's uh, the submitting is virtual, but we will have the actual um, presentation of awards and a one day show. And you'll be happy to know this, Joan, in Desert Hot Springs in the community room at the Brandy Library there. So awesome. the, the submission window is March 28th through April 1st. And if you just type in Google RCOE and then a space and then BAPA and go to the student events page, you can go and check out all of the submission requirements and the dates. It is directed by Emily Culhan and Irene Rodriguez, who I first came to know when they were working at the Palm Springs Art Museum. So it's in very good hands. We have professional artists do the judging on that. And it's very prestigious uh, for students to be selected because I think uh, the top prizes, it's something like 22 awards. It's, you know, it's the top, uh, very top uh, kids, but it's not like a first, second, third type of situation. It's really addressing best use of color, most innovative um, interpretation of theme, that type of thing, because art is very subjective, uh, but we want to encourage and, and uh, promote, you know, artists, young artists who are thinking of it as a career and, and want to go far with it. So we're excited. It's our second year. We had great particip participation last year and we're looking forward to this year. And the, the theme this year is what matters. So we like to have a provocative theme. Uh, last year it was embrace the chaos. And we had just such great <laughs> uh, interpretations of that. So, you know, what matters? I think, you know, young people, young, young people and voice is incredibly important in education and arts is a great way for them to be able to speak and share with us what they're thinking and feeling. Very, very cool. Louisa, we love you. Um, we're not go we're not going yet, but oh, okay. <laughs> Barbara. Yes. Um, so here we are at the end of February. Yes. And as we're recording, you know, Omicron cases are coming down dramatically every day. So we're very happy about that. But there's still, you know, uh, more cases than we'd like. So we're still, you know, kind of laying low on large gatherings. However, if things are, you know, all things are good, um, next month, March and April will be, fingers crossed, live musical performances yes. by our performing arts, um, performing right. arts uh, departments at the high schools, right? I think everybody but Palm Springs has a musical plan. Yeah, they have their rehearsals. They've auditioned and rehearsals and everyone's putting out the positive good energy that they're going to be able to to perform and they i think you masks, know i think they all masks. right and i think they all have plan b's you know in case that can't happen do something outside so we've all as i said we've all learned to pivot and um anything else we should know about for march uh barbara uh no those are the big things is that you know they're in rehearsals for performances and um, artists and residents are, are in the classrooms, elementary classrooms, and uh, we're moving forward. I'm sure, Louise, you've heard about, you know, yes, we have some of, most of the partners that we had, uh, that you got, you know, partnerships with while you were here have continued and thrived and flourished. But Barbara's also started a few new programs that are really um, taken off and are, in our schools, like uh, art and literature. 
I know it's so I'm so thrilled with what she's developed and it's it's just neat to see Barbara um, develop her own programming and and then you know everybody has their their certain way of doing things and you know I did all I could do in Palm Springs but that was the limit of what I had and so now you have a fresh new approach and I just yeah what she's doing is stellar I'm so excited to see it develop. I had a beautiful framework to work within so I'm really proud. I mentioned it last time. We started our um, TK Art and Mindfulness program. I love um, that. The artist residence, uh, Ruth English, who came to us from Emily Cohan. And it is truly amazing teaching the students how to breathe in mm. difficult situations, uh, which is part of mindfulness, and then doing a, a breathing art activity with it and reading a book about it. And they're just darling and precious and we're going to start them out right loving art and being mm -hmm. mindful <laughs> That's cool. and listen i'm the biggest fan of both of you and i couldn't think of a better way to spend a half hour than with the two of you so thank you thank you for everything you do everything you have done everything you will do and um Barbara, I think you might get a break next month because I, because of all the performing arts. Oh, good. Up, I'm going to make sure I give each of them a sh their own show. Oh, good. So I'm giving you a break in in uh, March, and we'll have you back in April. I didn't mean no good that I have a break. Oh, good that they're going to get to I know. shine. I know I what you. you meant. I know what you meant. Love you both. Thank you for thanks supporting for being here. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you. We, thanks for joining us. We learn something new every day. A new podcast is uploaded each week. Please subscribe by going to iTunes. Look for you learn something new. Press subscribe. Please tell all your friends to do the same. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks, Brianna and Emily. And thank you, Barbara and Louisa. And we will see you next week. Mm -hmm.